Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Welcome. I am so excited to have Janique from The Gutsy Mom. She is The Gutsy Mom on Instagram, and she also is um, part owner of the Provo Health. And I just love what she teaches, and I'm super excited to have her as my first guest because my whole reason for starting Instagram, my Instagram platform, was to teach others that there were there was healing available, that there was healing out there, that if they were depressed, they weren't doomed with that their whole life, or that if they're in pain, they're not stuck with that their whole life, that there are ways to heal. And so I wanted you to be my first guest because you're all about healing, and you've taught thousands of people how to heal And so I want to talk about that today. So welcome. Thank you, Carlin. I'm so, so honored to be your first guest. Like when you text me and you're like, can I, can you do me a big favor? Can you be on my podcast? I'm like, are you kidding? That's not a favor at all. Like I am so honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you. So first of all, tell my listeners how you got started into this and how you got into the mindset of you can heal yourself. So growing up in South Africa, my mom was kind of like the equivalent of a naturopath. So the thought of food heals the body wasn't news to me. Um, fast forward, I, I have a baby and I get Graves' disease at the age of 26. And I go to a doctor and she's like, you're full-blown Graves. Your resting heart rate right now is 120 beats per minute. Oh, wow. Yes. And she's like, you need to be on medication like yesterday. And I told her, hold on a second, let me research this and let me figure it out and heal it naturally. And she thought I was nuts. And she said, I'm going to allow this, but you need to be in here every month for blood work. So every month I came in for blood work and there was no improvements for a few months. And after three months, there started to be improvement. And after six months, I was, I completely reversed my Graves disease, which is considered incurable in the medical world. Um, yes, it was, it was really amazing, but it was just that mindset of like, of course my body can do this. Like I had no doubt in my mind that my body could reverse what it created. Um, fast forward two years, I'm I'm having my second child. I am 20 weeks pregnant, going in for an ultrasound. And I find this very symbolic because at the exact same time I'm having my ultrasound at this hospital, my husband's getting a colonoscopy at the same hospital, three floors above me. And um, here I am looking at birth and my husband is looking at death at the same time and they found a massive tumor in his rectum and it was stage four colon cancer and it spiraled into this manic energy of researching and becoming experts and trying to save his life because after a year of chemotherapy radiation multiple surgeries they told him he had two years to live basically do chemo for the rest of your life until you die and I had this like come to Jesus moment where I'm like, this isn't it. We're not giving up. And so researched everything under the sun, created a clinic, changed lifestyle completely. And this became my mission. This became my passion of helping people try to heal their bodies as much as possible because um, it can be done. You can help the body, give it, give it tools so it can heal itself because the body wants to heal. We just need to get out of its way. I love that. So for my listeners, your husband still is surviving and it's been five years. Yes. And in that five years, you guys have taught thousands of people how to, um, 
how to heal themselves. And I love that. Yes. So today we're going to talk about the basics of healing. And I love that you touched upon the mindset. So let's mm-hmm. just start with the mindset. Yes. So you talk about seven, like, let's say pillars of health mm-hmm. and that the mindset's the very first thing. It so is. what do people need to think? What do they need to believe? So I always say that you cannot heal a body that you're constantly at war with. It's like trying to heal a relationship with someone you're determined to despise. So there's three parts of mindset that's really important because everything is in sync, right? The body, the mind, the soul. And so the mind is the energetic component to healing. So if you are, if you are, if you have the thought or the belief systems that you can do it, then you can do it. You're creating this energetic resonance um, to heal, you know? So when the mindset is in alignment with the heart, then, then you are able to what you can believe you can achieve basically but sometimes we're so cerebral cerebral about our our healing processes and it it becomes like a checklist we become like these drill sergeants to ourselves and we try to domesticate our bodies into healing and our bodies are these really incredible vessels that really house our souls, right? They will not be domesticated. We have to befriend them. And sometimes when we're, when we are in a healing crisis, we feel like our bodies have failed us and we, we start to dislike them and we start to feel abandoned. We have to heal this relationship with our mind and our body and our soul and love that and become whole again so that when we embark on this journey, we get out of our way because sometimes when we are not in alignment with our mind and our heart, we self-sabotage. How many people have embarked on a healing journey and they're like, I'm going to do all the things. And two weeks later, they're like scarfing down brownies and cakes, right? Or saying, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, and because there's a belief system saying, I can't do this. And it's very subconscious, even though consciously we're like, I'm going to do the things subconsciously. It's like, it's not going to be done. It can't be done. So our mindset is more, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the work and effort into this Mm because it's not going to be an overnight fix. It's not a magic pill. No. And it's that passion connected with the heart Mm -hmm. that they're going to have the passion and the energy to do this hard work. Absolutely. Is that what you would say? Absolutely. And, and, and it even goes beyond that because, you know, I always say the universe is happening for us and not against us. So recognizing that I'm in this really bad spot to find my higher self, you know, and believing in like, you know, everything is in divine order. Even these hard trials, they are meant for you to find your higher self. And so believing in that and then doing it, then instead of domesticating the body into healing, you love the body into healing and then everything's in flow. So, but everyone bypasses that, right? We go into let's do, let's do, let's do, let's do. And then we fail over and over and over again, because I've seen that over the three years that I've been doing this, people fail because they miss that piece. And so it has to be the most important. So it's, I'm going to love my body there because I love my body. I'm going to heal my body. Absolutely. And also recognizing your body loves you. And that these signals of dis-ease and disease are a cry for help and a cry for reconnection. It's not because your body hates you. Your body has always loved you. Your body has always shown up for you. So now we need to show up for it. Oh, I love it. There you go. (laughs) Okay, so now let's talk about the different parts within our body. So the next you say is the mitochondria. Yes. That the mitochondria has a role in its healing. So what would you... 
actually tell the listeners first what the mitochondria is, just a basic explanation and its role in healing. So the mitochondria, they're they're the batteries to the body, to the cells. They're if you if you have a toy that needs batteries, you know, obviously if the batteries are taken out, the toy doesn't work. Right. So the more it's it's the powerhouse of the cell, basically. So the more mitochondria we have, the more energy we have for our cells and our tissues and our organs and our organ systems to do their job and to heal. So we need energy to heal and we need a lot of energy to make up for lost time of non-healing. Uh, so when it comes to the mitochondria, if we can have more mitochondria, amazing. But if we have mitochondria in small numbers that are producing very little energy, we have dysfunction and we have disease, which leads to disease. And so we need to support the powerhouses of the cells so that the cells can in turn heal themselves and give energy to what needs to happen because processes need that energy. So if clients come to you and they want to work on healing their mitochondria. What's the basic first thing you tell them to do? The most basic thing, and everyone's going to laugh at this, but go back to nature, right? Watch the sunrise, watch the sunset, ground yourself, take your shoes off and stand in nature, go for a hike, stop stressing. Stress is so counterproductive to mitochondrial function. And that goes back to mindset. Right. Right. Um, so check off mindset, then go to mitochondrial function. Uh, there are certain supplements that you can take, like CoQ10 and carnosine and B1 or methylated B vitamins. But even things like breathing exercises, meditation, hot and cold therapies, um, light even we don't recognize we like i said first if you watch the sun rise and the sunset that boosts mitochondrial function guess what inhibits mitochondrial function blue, have, go ahead oh no i was going to guess but you go for it so blue lights tv artificial lighting in our homes how many of us we don't watch the sunset and then we're blasting lights until like 10 11 o'clock at night right? right and then we're not sleeping well and then we wake up groggy and we we just take sleeping pills right we need to get clean lighting in our homes. We need to have low lighting at night, get off of screens when the sun like goes down because that inhibits melatonin production, that inhibits mitochondrial function. Everything that is artificial is not conducive to mitochondrial function. But when we go back to nature, our mitochondria, they just kind of like pop up and they're like, I'm here, I'm here to work because I'm in sync. They're in sync with our, and our environment too, our foods that we eat, anything that's grown from nature helps mitochondrial function. So plants, fruits, you know, animal proteins, you know, plant-based proteins, Twinkies, no, that's not going <laughs> to boost mitochondrial function. All of these plants, everything that the earth has grown for us has put the medicine inside of that food to nurture our mitochondria, as well as all of our enzyme and coenzyme activities and healing and repairing. So food is medicine. I love it. And I love that it's so basic. So I mean, basic. watching the sunset, watching the sunrise, mm -hmm. putting your feet on the grass. I mean, that's a lot to do with our circadian rhythm as 100%. well. 100%. And so I love that it's simple little things that the listeners can go do. Yes. Um, okay. You started talking about food, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing that you say needs healing is the gut. Yes. And that is the foundation for so many health issues out there. I, so I know that. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to you and needs gut health, what do you suggest? Or, and okay, tell my followers what you suggest, but also why the gut 
is so important. Okay, I'm going to start with why the gut is so important because the gut is literally the root system to a tree. So pretend your body's a tree. If that root system is dying, you're not absorbing water and minerals from the soils to get to the stem and the leaves. And so the tree literally dies. If your gut is not absorbing its nutrients from its food, your body starts to die. Literally, it starts to break down. And people think you die in one day. No, you die over decades, right? Like it literally, gotcha. it takes a long time, but that's when we, we start to see the symptoms. So, so when we heal the gut, when we nurture the gut, when we eat foods that help replenish the gut, then the gut can't, then, then we can absorb everything and utilize it for all of these activities that our body needs to heal and repair itself. Um, but if the gut starts to break down, if we eat inflammatory foods, and inflammatory foods, think about it, it's like sandpaper on the on the inner walls of your like GI tract, right? So if you're eating sandpaper every day, you're going to start creating inflammation and dysfunction and leaky gut syndrome, which then leads to all kinds of autoimmune issues. And to, I think I read an article like a year ago where we have over a hundred autoimmune diseases now, and that number keeps going up wow. and up and up. And doctors are shaking their heads. They're like, where is this coming from? Well, let's look at the gut. Let's right. look at the foods that are destroying our gut, where we're not absorbing these nutrients and we're actually hurting the system that helps us heal in the first place. Right. And so, um, so that's why the gut is so important. But when clients come to me, I look at two areas. One is microbiome balance, and the other is digestion digestive dysfunction. So they're kind of like two different branches. Microbial balance is the bacteria because we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. All of us do, but we always want the good bacteria to be the king of the castle. They have to be the ones that they're governing everything. They, and they're keeping the bad dudes at bay, right? They're, right. And, and so, but with our lifestyles, with the amount of antibiotics we take and the foods that we eat, it actually diminishes our good bacteria balance and then bad bacteria come out to play. And now the bad bacteria, the king of the castle. And what this bacteria does, it doesn't only help us break down food, but it also has a process called chemotaxis where they release chemicals that help the immune system work. So if the bad dudes are releasing bad chemicals, then the immune system is being run by a clown, right? <laughs> I so, love it. Right. And so it just destroys everything. So when we have the good dudes the, being the king of the castle, we have we have function. We have synchronicity. The, the proper con conductor is back, right? And now we have this beautiful symphony of music, which is the immune system. So we want a healthy micro microbial balance. But when we eat the inflammatory foods, when we eat foods that have tons of glyphosate, when we are stressed, even stress is counterproductive to healthy bacterial balance, right? When we do all of these things, then we have the bad guys be the king of the castle. And I want to throw in artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners. Those yes. destroy the good bacteria. Oh man, like we could do two hour podcasts and it's like, hormones, like birth control. I mean, there's so many things, so many things, so many that just destroys it. Um, and then the other part is the digestive organs, like the stomach, the pancreas, the gallbladder, the, 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 Oh, what was I going to say? The stomach, the pancreas, the gallbladder, all of these help us to break down our foods. But we, but what happens when someone gets heartburn, we take an antacid, 
stomach acidity is the holy grail to digestion. And you just took a stomach, an an, an acid, which decreases stomach. Decreases it. Yes, stomach hydrochloric acid. So now we've completely thrown off the balance of your digestion, and now you're not digesting properly. And now we're getting bloated and we're getting gassy. And so what we look for in the clinic is, is it a microbial uh, microbial issue or is it a digestive issue like most of the time it's both so we have to nurture both and so that comes with like doing the baking soda testing if you have enough hydrochloric acid does your gallbladder need support does your liver need support does your pancreas need support does your small intestine need support does your colon need support what is breaking down and how can we support it until it is healthy enough to support itself And I want to tell my listeners to go follow your page to see that baking soda test because that baking soda test was an eye opener for me because um, I think due to stress, I came to you and I'm like, I just am not digesting my food well. Like Mm -hmm. I need help. Tell me what to do. And I did that baking soda test and you have to burp within like a minute and it took me way more. (laughs) (laughs) We won't say how long, like five or six minutes. Mm -hmm. And so then I knew I needed more hydrochloric acid. I have right. Some, yes. Yes. I have some people that are like, I burped after 30 minutes. Did I pass? I'm like, no, no. you didn't. <laughs> so for those that don't know what we're talking about, go check it out on her page. Yes. It's such a simple test and it, it really is an eye opener. Most people, I would say nine out of 10 people fail it. Yeah. Well, I love the topic of the gut. Food is a huge important factor there. Like you said, the inflammatory oils, the artificial sweeteners, mm-hmm. just all the stuff in our processed foods today. All of it. And I love, though, that it's becoming a more trendy topic. People are finally learning about the gut. Yes. And so... Well, and people are even accepting that there is this thing called leaky gut syndrome. Because before, doctors would naysay it. They're like, there's no such thing. No, it's a very real thing real now. Thing. And people are really respecting that. Well, and you talked about it with the immune system. But what I love to talk about the gut with is with depression. Mm-hmm. Because serotonin is created in the gut. Mm-hmm. And when you've just got way... Too many bad bacteria being king of the hill, like you said. Yes. They can, you can't produce that serotonin like you need to. And actually a lot of neurotransmitters that deal with depression. Right. Like dopamine. Dopamine right. is the, it's, it's what motivates you, right? And so dopamine and serotonin are stored in the gut as well, you know? And so if the gut is just inflamed, we're not producing dopamine and serotonin. We're not storing it at all. It's just bleeding through us. And so, yeah, we will have those brain imbalances. So healing the gut, they always say the gut is the second brain, but if you look at evolution, it's actually the first brain. And so if if there are people out there that believe in evolution, um, when you go back, you realize that the gut formed the nervous system of the brain of what we have today. And it's this this beautiful, beautiful thing. If you want to learn more about it, there's a book called The Gut-Brain Connection. Oh, I love that book. So go read it. Okay, so if you have a client that comes to you who you know has gut issues, do you have a protocol for them or what do you suggest? Man, it depends on the symptoms and it depends on what their testing shows because there's like hydrochloric acid, there's colocol if they don't have a gallbladder, um, there are pancreatic enzymes that people can take to help break down their food. Sometimes with really severe cases, we even delve into like coffee enemas, um, SIBO protocols, uh, gut infection protocols. So there are probiotic um protocols that we can do um, depending on the severity of their imbalance like have they done a lot of antibiotics and what was really surprising to me when I moved to America was how doctors prescribed antibiotics like Skittles and and that like 
in my, tw- when I turned 20, I took antibiotics twice in my life, but most kids take antibiotics like at least once a year, you know? And right. so, so figuring out that, okay, I have a microbi- microbial imbalance, like let's hone in on that with like a probiotic protocol or, okay, you have a, a gallbladder issue or a pancreatic issue. Okay. Let's, let's use these enzymes to help you break down your food until your body can do it by itself. So do you suggest a probiotic for people? I do. I really like Megaspore because um, it's it's got this like endo, like this hard outer covering. It's it's not a live bacteria. It's still in its sperm. It's an endosperm. And when it actually gets to the environment that it thrives in, it like it like Opens buds up. up. Yes, exactly. Right. Like a seed, right? So it has like its, its outer covering and then it like gets planted in mostly the colon and then it like replenishes itself and opens up and and it bypasses the hydrochloric acid which is the acidity of like battery acid most things get destroyed most probiotics get destroyed in the stomach because of that acidity so you need that like that endosperm to protect it and then when it gets into the environment that it thrives in it will open up and be abundant yeah that is a great one I tell my um, followers quite often that most probiotics Mm -hmm. out there are a waste of money yes they're never going to make it through the digestive tract so find a good one exactly Okay, so we could do a whole show on the gut because I, know. I love that topic, but we'll move on. Okay. Um, okay, next is the liver. But I love that the liver is a great detoxer. It's mm-hmm. like this miraculous organ in it's our amazing. body. Um, but I know a lot of people's livers are overburdened, not mm-hmm. doing the job that they should be doing. So tell us why working on the liver is the next thing that we should focus on. So the liver does over 500 things in the body. It's so important. It detoxes toxins. It biosynthesizes hormones. It helps us metabolize like fructose into things. It helps us store glucose. It, it does so many things. Almost everything goes through the liver to be changed into like a more usable form or an enzyme or a coenzyme. The liver is so intelligent. Um, But unfortunately, because it has to detoxify us, back in the day, the toxins we were exposed to was like fire, you know, and the flame, like the the smoke, right? right? Like today we have, like we're bombarded by over 2000 chemicals a day. Children are born with heavy metals as newborns now, you know. So sad. Yes, I actually had a case where a mom came in for heavy metal testing and her lead was through the roof, like beyond the red zone. And her children had led through the roof. So we pass on heavy metals to our children. So if our grandparents had it, they gave it to our parents and then they gave it to us. So interesting. So interesting, right? And especially when lead was such a big thing in the 20s, 30s and 40s, right? When they right. were like overexposed to it. So so the liver gets overburdened with all of these chemicals from products we put in our hair to on our face to on our bodies to tampons and pads and birth control and medications like we are so slammed with chemicals even in our food our chemicals our chemicals that are just you know in the the form of colorants and flavorings and and the liver is like I'm overburdened it's like this is how I like to explain it you have this business and you need a hundred employees to run the business right but you give them the work for 10,000 employees and you're like, okay, do your job. And then you get mad at your employees when they are falling behind and things are slipping through the cracks. And you're like, my business isn't running properly. Why aren't you guys doing your work? And they're screaming, well, because we're overburdened. That's a great analogy. Right, right. And so 
we are overburdening our livers. So when it fails us, we get angry, right? And so what we need to do is, unfortunately, we are in a day and age where we have to do liver detoxes. We have to do heavy metal detoxes because of the environments that we live in. And so if we are overburdening the liver, how is it supposed to synthesize estrogen properly? How is it supposed to detox estrogen properly? How is it supposed to do all of its functions properly if it's working over time over all time. the time? So even like especially with sex hormones, we need every sex hormone goes to the liver to be biosynthesized. But if the liver is overburdened or if the body is inflamed, we don't have the right enzymes and coenzymes and we don't have a liver functioning. It doesn't have the tools it needs to do that biosynthesizing. Oh, I love that. So I always tell my followers that our toxins, we get them three ways. We breathe them, mm -hmm. we absorb them yes. and we digest them. But the breathing, like you said, all these toxins, I mean, that can just be in our home with mm -hmm. cleaning supplies and air fresheners and candles yes. and laundry soap. And then the absorbing, our skin's the largest organ. So we are absorbing it, like you said, through body lotion and body, wa body wash and mm -hmm. face wash. And, and I think of these poor teenagers oh who are yes. using like 12, 15 different products a day with multiple toxins in the products. Oh, I know. And it. their hormones can't balance. And we wonder why mm -hmm. these girls are having horrible PMS and heavy bleeding and yep. depressed. And and then as they get a little bit older, they're dealing with infertility and all these other issues. And it's like yes. you said, all these toxins. Well, how many 12, 13 and 14 year olds are having these issues and we just slap a bandaid on it and put them on birth control? Right. Like, and, and that's really serious. And now that birth control is disrupting like the microbial balance in your gut. And so we're now we're destroying gut and we're destroying the hormone system and we're destroying the liver. And it, it's just, it's just a big, big fat mess. And so we need to backtrack and be like, okay, where did it go wrong in the first place? And so right. liver, yeah, liver is so overburdened and so important for hormone health. And we're just overburdening it all the time. So what do you suggest to people for liver? Okay, so um, one, a, 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 a paleolithic lifestyle because the liver, a lot of people do juice cleanses to detox the liver. I don't know why, because that's actually very, very bad for the liver. The liver requires fiber to detoxify. So um, if you're just throwing juice at it, well, okay, great. It's doing its conjugation and it's doing all these things, but now what does it do? It needs it needs the fiber to latch on the toxin to flush it out. Flush and so now out. you're just recycling all of this toxin, right? So so you need to eat whole foods like leafy greens and eggs and proteins and glutathione is really important for that. B vitamins are really important for um, the liver to take a fat soluble toxin and turn it into water soluble toxin. And then once it's conjugated, then it has to either get excreted via the bile, the stool or the urine. And so, and so that requires fiber, right? And so we need whole foods for one. But if that's not enough and you need to like supercharge your detoxification, then there's a program that I have called the Liver Reset Program. And that's a three-week program that it has the menu plans. It has like high dose supplements for all of those nutrients that you need for that, that, that synthesizing of the toxin and the conjugation and then the elimination. Um, and so it's this whole program for three weeks to just really expedite this process. For people that have really, really severe toxin burden, like heavy metal burden, especially, there is a heavy metal detoxification program that we have that 
takes like three months. And it depends on the heavy metal burden that they have. It could be a three-month program that's stretched to six months uh, because you then retest after three months and you normally see the heavy metals come down. But if you were really high and now you're medium, then we just have to kind of do it again. Um, There are therapies like chelation therapy, but sometimes people get really, really sick with that because it pulls it out way too fast. And so this is a much slower, more gentle approach to detoxification. Okay. So let's talk about your three week liver reset program. Mm -hmm. So the average American, yes. do you think every average American needs to reset their liver? I think every American should probably do this program at least once, if not twice a year. There are some clients where I have them do it every season. So after the three weeks of doing your program, Mm -hmm. then they're good to go for a while. Yes and no. Some people are and some people are not. Some people, they feel amazing after that detox, like the whole detox. The first week they feel like death and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm coming down with the flu. But then after like week two or week three, they're like, I feel like a spring chicken again. I have no more brain fog. My skin is cleared up. My energy is through the roof. I feel amazing. Some people break out like crazy the entire time and they don't stop. That to me is a sign that there's so much coming out so fast, we need to keep going. So I've had clients that are like, I did the liver reset program. I still have hormonal issues. Why didn't it work? And I'm like, well, we just barely emptied out the trash can. We're halfway there. So we just, we have to do it again. And and they're like, no, I want to move on. I'm like, no, we need to honor the body. Listen to the signs. You didn't feel good through the whole process. We're going to take a few weeks or a few months break. And then we're going to have to go back to it. Or we're going to do some heavy metal testing to see if there is something else that's going on. So some most people, yes, they're fine. Some people know we have to just keep dumping, dumping, dumping because there are so many stores. There's also genetic factors. Like if you have methylation issues. You don't detoxify as efficiently as other people. So it all just depends on people's unique circumstances. Okay. So I know my followers are going to love this idea of, wait, what? I can reset my liver. I can detox it. You totally Show can. me how. <laughs> so would they just find this on your website? So I, we will, we can put it in the show notes. Okay. I can't remember the quick link, but if you go to gutsy.ch forward slash liver, or it's gutsy.ch we'll, forward slash liver dash reset. We'll, we'll put, put it, it in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. So, but I know I've got listeners thinking like, oh, I can't do that liver reset. That's too hard. I can't do hard programs. Mm-hmm. I need something easy. Yes. Is it doable for that type of person? Um, I would say go back to food. I would say use food as your medicine first. So if you have a hard time just eating fruits and vegetables, I would say let's just practice eating fruits and vegetables. And then when that feels very intuitive and easy, then we can go to the liver reset. But let's start with baby steps because we don't want to scare people out of like a healthy lifestyle, right? Like let's, let's crawl, then walk, then run. And so if people are like, I'm not ready to walk yet, let me just crawl. Crowd, I I like to say crowd out the bad foods. You don't have to go cold turkey because most of the time everyone fails with that approach. So crowd out the sugar, crowd out the processed foods and bring in like green smoothies and salads and soups with bone broth. And and then once that feels more normal and you're eating like eight servings of vegetables a day and lots of fruit and you've crowded out all this bad food and it feels good and and you're in a good place with food, then let's start doing the liver reset because it'll feel really easy. I love that. And I love that it's baby steps because this is what I tell people. If you try to do it all at once, it Mm -hmm. becomes like a fad diet rather than a lifestyle change. So just take one step at a time. And it might be just for a week that they add a fruit and a vegetable to 
their day. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then, then increase it to a couple more and then a few yes. more. And so I love that. Healing is a, is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right. So I want people to really know that because like you've got time. You don't have to race anyone with this. Let's go at your pace that feels gentle and nurturing. Because again, going back to mindset, this is a loving process. This isn't a let me check off my box and domesticate my body into healing process. So let's love you back into healing. I love that. Because when I was healing from my depression, I remember telling the doctor, if you overwhelm me, yes, I know I pu- will put my hands up in the air and be like, forget Done. it. Because that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. My personality is I'll do it. Yeah. But let me just take one step at a time so yes. I don't feel overwhelmed. Can, so. can I bring to your listeners attention that it took you 18 months just to get off your medication it did. and you were still working on healing. So it takes a while. It These does. things don't happen in three months. Rarely do they happen in six months. Sometimes they happen in a year. But a lot of the time, that timeline is like 18 months to three years. Right. And healing, it, like you said, is a long process. We mm-hmm. all want the magic pill. Yes, we do. will happen overnight and it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't. Okay. So now we've talked about, look, we've talked about the mitochondria. We've talked about the gut. We've talked about the liver. Oh, and the mindset. Mm-hmm. And now we're on to adrenals. Adrenals. Oh, and adrenals. This is the one I struggle with <laughs> because I had adrenal issues when I was diagnosed with the depression and my stress causes adrenal issues. Mm-hmm. I just know. So is stress the main cause for most people's poor adrenal health or what else contributes contributes to it? It's stress. It is stress and overworking our bodies and doing too much. And so if we really did hone in on mindset in the beginning, adrenals should be fast, right? Because because that mental clutter, that mental chatter, like that just burns us out. And so our adrenals are these glands that produce hormones like cortisol and DHEA and and it's supposed to help our body go from like zero to a hundred. So like even when we go from sitting to standing, the adrenals are kicking in to like help change our blood pressure and help us adapt to this new thing that we're doing. But when we are constantly in fight or flight all the time, because there's two systems, there's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system and the, and the adrenals work with that sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. So we're either like, and, and our bodies don't recognize that when we're sitting in front of a computer and we are meeting deadlines and our boss is yelling at us and we're just stressing, the body doesn't realize that it's just the boss and we're in front of a computer. The body thinks we're running from a bear. Let's go. So we're producing all this cortisol and our blood sugar is spiking and, and our bodies are feeling really jittery and we're just sitting in front of a computer and we're not burning off all that energy and we're not doing anything. We're not releasing it. And we're just stewing in this stress response for months, not for like five minutes from a bear. And that's not conducive to healthy adrenal function. So now we start burning out our adrenals and then they start to they don't die, but they just burn out. They can't function like they they need to. Exactly. And so when we tap into that mindset, again, going back to step number one, and we implement lifestyle changes that are healing for the adrenals, then the rest is easy. And the other thing that's really important about adrenals, because hormones are next, but if your adrenals are failing and they're not doing well, they produce something called DHEA, which then converts into sex hormones. So 
if your adrenals are spending all its time producing cortisol, which is a stress hormone, it's not producing a lot of DHEA, which is the precursor to those sex hormones. So guess what? Sexy time isn't happening. <laughs> you know, like your hormones are a mess. Right. You're exhausted all the time. You have no libido. Your menstrual cycle is off. And what also happens that people don't realize is when we are in a stress response and we have, we have some DHEA, which is turned into progesterone, which is turned into other sex hormones, if we need more cortisol, your body's going to hijack that progesterone and turn it into cortisol. Wow. So we hijack our sex hormones to run from that bear because survival is more important than procreating. And your body knows that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I have so many followers that are moms yes. that tell me I am dead by 2 p.m., mm -hmm. 3 p.m. Yes. A lot of that has to do with their cortisol. Yes. Right? A hundred percent. And then what happens is they take a Diet Coke or mm -hmm. drink a Diet Coke. They drink an energy drink, something yeah. with mounds of caffeine, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's sabotaging the adrenals as well, right? Yes. So, okay. I was told that a key sign, if you want to know if you have adrenal issues, is that tiredness in mm -hmm. the middle of the day, that yes. we shouldn't be tired in the middle of the day. Yes. So to all these tired moms out there, what's your number one tip for them to help with their cortisol? People are not going to like this. Take the nap. Just take it. <laughs> your body's tired. You need to sleep. And here's the thing is this happens to so many moms. We just grew a human. And now our nervous systems are wired to protect this human fiercely. And now our sleep patterns are completely disrupted, right? We are exhausted. We need to slow down. We can't expect us to be super mom all the time. So take the nap if you can. You okay. know, or hire someone to help you. Um, don't like if we take the caffeine, we are we're robbing from Peter to pay Paul and it's going to hurt us long term. And we're going to pay for it hard later down the line and like start hitting into realms like chronic fatigue. Right. Where you literally cannot get out of bed from morning till night. And so I, that is there are supplements people can take. You know, like there's something I recommend called adrenal cocktail because your adrenals burn through sodium, potassium, and vitamin C. So that's a really easy one where people are like, oh my gosh, I feel energized without the jitteriness. And I was like, yeah, you're feeding your adrenals, right? So as you are overworking them, make sure you're replenishing them. I have a whole adrenal protocol, but that adrenal cocktail is a really safe one to take. And I normally tell people, take it at 10 a.m. in the morning because that's like people wake up and then they start to feel a little bit of a slump at 10. Take it at 10 and then take it at 2 when you right before you start feeling that second slump. And a lot of the time, people will, will feel that perk up. And um, so there you go. Okay, so what about things like when you it's two o'clock and they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. What about like maca root? Maca root. Something different than their caffeine. Maca root is great. Um, a lot of adaptogens are really fantastic. So certain mushrooms and herbs are fantastic for that. Maca root is also really great for sex hormones as well. Right. Um, so I really do love that. But uh, there's, there's a tea that I recommend called rasa. So instead of doing coffee, brew some rasa. It has all these adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms that help your, your body adapt to stress and so yes let's let's start looking at nature because nature is a very gentle booster it's not this like manic booster and so it helps to support the adrenals and other organ systems and other cellular functions to do their job it's like food right so I love adaptogens and mm -hmm. I'll tell you why <laughs> because 
Um, I went to a functional medicine doctor once and I was like, I can't take that nap. I can't slow down. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to work. Yeah. So help me. And he yes. was like, okay, adaptogens. Those are yes. things to help your body deal with stress. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yay. You just took a lot of weight off my yeah. shoulders. And so I do love like ashwagandha and maca and some mm-hmm. of those mushrooms, like you said. Yes. So that is an, another option, right? Yes, absolutely. 100%. And I understand like there are women out there that have like eight children all in different age groups, right? And so, yes. So for the moms that can't afford to slow down, let's utilize these these things here too. If you do need something that is a little bit harder, start with green tea because green tea isn't quite as like bam as caffeine. And so if you do need that little booster, take the green tea, do the adaptogens, um, do the rasa, and then slowly wean off of that green tea and rely more on the adaptogens and the adrenal cocktail to help support you through. I love it. I love a takeaway that my listeners can actually do. Perfect. Okay, next. Oh, wait, actually, before we move on, because the next one is hormones. Yes. And I know they're connected to the adrenals. Do you think most women out there have adrenal problems? Yes, if, especially if they've had babies, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on to hormones now. Love this topic too. I think most women's hormones are probably off balance mm-hmm. too, don't you? Yes. Okay, so... I know when I battled depression, my hormones were a mess. So how do people, how do women know if their hormones are off? Mm -hmm. And then what do you suggest to them to help balance them? So you know your hormones are off if you have no libido, if you have pain like PMS, if you have irregular periods, um, if you are putting on weight for no reason, or if most of the time people put on weight with hormones, they don't lose it. That's normally the thyroid. But um, but but it's just they're tired all the time. Um, it, things like that. The menstrual cycle is the big one, right? That's the most obvious. But libido would be the second where you're like, I just have no libido, no sex drive. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I, my husband shouldn't even look at me sideways because <laughs> I'm not interested. So that's, gotcha. those are really good indicators. Well, and I tell my followers, like if you have a heavy period or mm-hmm. bad PMS mm-hmm. or heavy cramping, that's your body screaming, screaming. at you. And I tell people that that's common, but Mm -hmm. not normal. It's not normal. Like our menstrual cycles should be mildly discomforting, like a little bit of back pain, if that, and that is possible, but we have so normalized PMS and like, Oh, everyone have, we have, and it's not, I want you to know it's not normal guys. Right. It's It's become a normal thing in our culture. Mm -hmm. And when I tell people it's not normal, they are shocked. Mm-hmm. So, right. Isn't that wild? Okay. So say someone has horrible PMS that comes to you mm-hmm. or horrible bleeding. Like what, what's your suggestion? So my suggestion is liver reset. Okay. I know like you have to go back to the liver because if you are producing hormone and it's not being like, it's not going down, it's right. Like, like biosynthesis pathways, then we have the imbalances, but that biosynthesis happens back in the liver. So oftentimes by the time we get to hormones, very little tweaking happens because we've looked upstream. We've fixed gut, we've fixed liver, we have fixed adrenals. Hormones by then should be working like a well-oiled machine. Rarely do we have people do the Dutch test to say, okay, we have fixed all of these things. I know we have what is happening. Sometimes we need to go into more things like licorice root to help detoxify certain estrogens and, you know, get more into the weeds and the details of stuff. But most of the time when we have looked upstream and fixed it, hormones are just working in sync beautifully. And that's why the body works in harmony. Yes. It's all connected. Exactly. You can't just fix one spot. You can't. 
to fix lots of other things. It's like a spider web. They, it all holds itself all together through different strands. And so, um, so yeah, so that's why hormones are like second to last because when you fix everything, hormones just do their thing. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Okay. So last on the seven pillars is brain imbalances. Yes. What do you mean by this? So brain imbalances is if we have fixed everything and there's still dysfunction, then we got to look at like neurotransmitters and brain chemistry. Now you've already mentioned that, you know, gut and brain health is really strongly correlated but there might be a missing factor that might need more testing and more help and more healing. And so it's rare that I get to brain imbalances because we we have fixed all the other things. But if people do need to go on protocols to help boost dopamine and serotonin, then we recommend things like 5-HTP or we start getting into the neurotransmitter realm where we're trying to temporarily boost certain transmitters or we put them on like certain uh, protocols calls for like, for instance, like the HPA axis, like if there is brain inflammation or there's like a brain dysfunction, then we start looking there and we start trying to heal it by one band-aiding. And I put that in quotations, band-aiding with like neurotransmitter, like therapies while trying to decrease the inflammation in the brain. And at that point, sometimes we will go and say, you know what, let's go get a scan. Like, let's check your brain. Let's, let's make sure everything, because sometimes, and this is rare, they might have like a benign tumor on their pituitary. And that's why their, their, their hormone production is like way wonky. And so it is rare, but that's what we mean by brain imbalances. So, okay. I love what you said about a bandaid in mm -hmm. quotations, because it was trendy for a while for people to just go get like these five HTP supplements right. when they weren't feeling good. Mm -hmm. So that will help them for a little bit, but really that's not the root cause right. of the depression. So we need to get back to the liver or the gut, things mm -hmm. like that. Yes, exactly. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much, Jonique, for giving my listeners all that information. That is a ton of information. I love <laughs> I learned a lot. I know they will learn a lot, but I know I'm going to have a bunch of followers that think that's me. Like my hormones are off or I'm tired or I have a lot of toxins in my home. And so I'm sure my liver is off. I know some people are going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. So to simplify things like where would you tell someone to start? I would tell people to start with um, cleaning out their pantry. I think just looking at food in your pantry and just seeing, was it made by the earth or was it made by man? Take it out. Don't even give it to your neighbor. Throw it in the trash because if it's there, you're going to consume it. And so for everyone, that's not very a realistic thing to do, but it is actually very easy. So maybe just take it out of the house so that you're not tempted by it. And then another place to start. I always tell, this is so easy. Make green smoothies in the morning, throw a bunch of fruit and you show on your stories all the time. Like you throw in fruits, you throw in greens and, and you blend it and you drink it. And that right there is like four or five or six servings of veggies a day. It's so simple. So I would say, start there, clean out the pantry, do a green smoothie every day. Love it. And everybody can do that. Everyone or add more fruits and vegetables. Start there. Mm -hmm. If it's overwhelming. Exactly. I love that. I like to close every podcast with what do you think the best ingredient in life is or what is mm. your best ingredient in life? Oh my gosh, this is going to sound so cheesy, but it's love. Like, oh, I love it. It's just love. If we can't do these things in love, there's no point. 
because love is what keeps us in flow. Love is what keeps us present and love is what helps us be connected to ourselves and everyone around us. So it's not even a food, it's a resonance. Oh, I love that. So something that I want to tell the followers before we close, which I'm so excited about, is a conference that you and I are doing yes. together. We're so excited And about that. if you guys want to learn more about this and how to really implement this into your life, we are going to be doing a conference talking about these seven pillars of health. We are. Um, end of May or beginning of June. We're trying to finalize the date. Mm -hmm. So check out both our Instagrams and yes. websites and we'll give you the details. But if this has intrigued you today, you will love this conference that yes. we are working on. We're super excited to teach you guys how to be the experts at your own body because it can save you like months of like confusion and it could save you like 10 visits to the doctor because when you become your own body expert, you know exactly where you're going. You know the, the healing roadmap that you need and you know which next steps you need to take versus just being dived into like confusing information and working with tons of doctors that are all seeing different things. So become your own body expert. And I think the summit will help people start their healing process and understand the big picture and give them a really good roadmap to that. They will learn how to become their own advocate yes. and feel so empowered after this conference. Yes. We're so excited for it. <laughs> and I love it. Jeanique's going to talk more the medical route and I'm going to talk about how to implement it in the home. So exactly. you're going to get both sides of it, which I think is really cool. We're also, we also have Gina Warfel, who's going to be talking about the mindset aspect too, because that one's huge. If we don't have the mindset there, you know, then, then we don't have the, we're not in flow when it comes to healing. So and she's gonna, a pro on that. She is. She really is. So stay tuned for that. Um, oh, thank you so much for coming. Will you just tell my listeners where they can find you? Yes. So, um, I'm on Instagram as gutsy underscore mom. Um, my clinic Provo health also has an Instagram account called just Provo health. You can also go to provohealth.com. Um, that is, uh, the clinic where we do, uh, coaching and counseling. Um, we are moving locations where we're going to be doing, uh, but right now we do ozone therapy. Our new location, we're going to be doing hyperbaric therapy again. Um, we have like essential oils, our own essential oil line and supplements and herbs. We're going to be doing free classes to, for the public. But then there's also my membership online, which is uh, www.mygutsyhealth.com. And basically this is just a membership which uh, takes you through like becoming your own um, health expert, like learning about foods, learning about your body. How does food interact with your body? So as you understand these concepts, you understand the process of healing and what's happening in your body as you're eating certain foods. We also have weekly Zooms in the membership where you can talk to myself or other experts about different topics. And um, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful community and it's a really incredible program that we have poured hundreds and hundreds of hours into. So if people want to learn more, they can go to mygutsyhealth.com. You are such a great resource. And Thank actually you. something about your Provo Health that I love is your hair DNA analysis. Yes. Because that was a little side note here, everybody. So life-saving for me and my daughter because Thank I you. knew she had issues. I just could not put my finger on it. Our pediatrician was no help at the time because mm -hmm. it was a newer one. Long story. 
we went in and she had some liver issues and wasn't absorbing her B vitamins like yeah. she should and things like that. And that hair DNA analysis was so helpful and figuring out the problems. And so that's another great thing at her clinic. All, so. we, all we had to do was support her liver. That was it. Exactly. It was so easy. And we also do pl- blood chem analyses where instead of looking in normal ranges, we look in functional ranges because a lot of people will feel sick, go to their doctor and their doctor says, everything looks normal. Well, normal isn't the same as functional. And so people come and they bring their labs to us and then we show them in our system like actually you are out of the functional range and this is why you're tired you're not full-blown in disease mode but you're on your way there and so we can do the hair analysis we can do the blood chem analysis and we we can work with people out of state as well so remotely so there you go i love it you guys make sure you follow her i have learned so much from her she has helped you me and my family with medical issues she is a wealth of knowledge you're missing out if you don't follow her Thank you so much, Jonique, for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carlin. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.